This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Has Jordan. Allen shakes Gray. Gets two. Gilmore on oh, the stop. Oh, brother. Lead Toledo Artists. You get 21. 428 to go in the first quarter for the Cow Palace. Here's Barry. Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason Mann and with me as always is Rich Krejci. And uh, we our first time guest is uh, Chris Manning. He is an editor at Fear the Sword and he writes for uh, Harvard Paroxysm. Uh, Chris, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. And Chris, you are going to talk about another Chris, Chris Paul, and yeah. we're going to discuss his uh, top 50 case for uh, being one of the uh, greatest players of all time, as we have been doing all this offseason. Uh, looking at some of like the basic stats, he is 31st in or 35th, excuse me, in win shares, uh, third all time in win shares for 48, third all time in box plus minus, and 23rd all time in value replacement player. So those uh, are very impressive, especially for someone who is still, um, you know, only 30, still has probably has a few more uh, good to great years in his career. He is fourth, uh, four times he has been on the All NBA first team, two times on the second team, one time on the third team. He has had eight seasons where he was in the top 10 in win shares for 48, including six times in the top three, 
Also eight seasons in the uh, top 10 in value of replacement player. He is second all time in assist percentage and sixth all time in uh, steal percentage. Um, in the uh, Bill Simmons Book of Basketball Pyramid Rankings, he was 90th, but this was in 2010, so five years ago. Uh, in Slam Magazine Top 500, which I believe was t- made in 2011, he's 107th all-time. I would imagine both of those would be higher today. Um, and, you know, he is the best point guard of his era, one of the best of all time, um, and just has a great and awesome combination of scoring and passing and, uh, you know, one of the greatest players we've ever had a chance to see, I guess, the only um, thing is whether he has, um, you know, whether he's been around long enough to, um, to to actually qualify for this list. So, um, Chris, what do you think of the top 50 case of Chris Paul? I think it's pretty strong. I think just from you already talked about how you know good he is. He has set the standard for this generation of point guard. Um, I'm not. I'm only 22, so I'm not old enough to know exactly who you know set the standard for like the 90s point guards. I would imagine it's Stockton or Payton. Um, but you look at the guys that are really good now. You have Chris Paul. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Steph Curry. You have Russell Westbrook. Chris Paul set the standard for those guys. He set the example of you know he's going to play both sides of the ball because if you remember he's been an insanely good defender since a rookie. He distributes. He's a, become a better offensive player as he's gotten older. He's been clearly the best player at his position almost undisputedly for the past few, for like years now. And really only since Curry and Westbrook have kind of gotten out of brush line has it even become a contest of who's better. I think his argument, for me at least, is based on how he's just defined this era of point guards. He set the standard for the guys that are right behind him in years. And he's maintained a level of excellence for you know five, six, seven years now. That's just inc- incredible. Like looking at his stats, the, most of, the one thing that jumped out to me was he has taken – over his career, his, so his rookie year, he shot only 43% from the field with an average distance of 11.3. Going last year, last year in 2014-15, he got out to 16.3 and shot 48.5% from the field. That's incredible. Like that, He just has become a better shooter. He's developed a really, really good mid-range game. There's nothing that Chris Paul doesn't do well. Um, he's just unbelievable. I guess get along with his teammates is probably the only thing that maybe he has. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, we get the great vines of him jumping up and down and yelling at DeAndre, so I'm I'm okay with it. There you go. Yeah, he's he's very vinable. I don't know where I don't know like where he would rate in vinability, but I would imagine. Oh, he's he's up there. He's yeah, top he's five. probably top five. Yeah. yeah, LeBron, Russell, Chris Paul, be my top four. Okay. All right. AD. I don't know where AD ranks, but oh yeah. Where, where I mean, Smith? What about Jared Smith? He's always a good oh, one. I, <laughs> I mean, not for the good reasons, right. but for all, yeah. the, all the reasons. Like he doesn't know that he's a fine star. <laughs> Maybe he does though. Maybe it's just- you know he is probably. I feel like Jared Smith's very well self-aware, but I, I could be yeah. wrong. But um, uh, looking at you know as as we want to do on these podcasts is going back and looking at you know how these guys compare advanced stat wise uh, to their era and then all time. Uh, at the position, and, and Chris Paul as a guard all time is just unbelievable, especially as a point guard. He stands out even more. Uh, 24th in points per 36, second in assists per 36. This position and era and position, I'm just counting all guards uh, together for this. Um, seventh in steals per 36, 31st in effective field goal percentage, first in win shares per 48, first in win shares, first in value over replacement player, and first in offensive box plus minus. So you look at not only point guards, guards of his era. Like he is 
on some of those advanced sets and win shares and value replacement or whatever, number one. Like, and it's pretty high above guys too, which is is pretty remarkable as well. All time, if you look at his position, uh, 69th in points per 36. We suffers a little bit there, but everything else is right there. It's fourth in assists per 36, 33rd in steals per 36, first in win shares per 48, seventh in win shares, and fifth in uh, value replacement players. So you're looking at it an all time great guard who still probably has. You know, you could argue in terms of like looking at his health or whatever. The guy has how many more years left in the league that you can realistically say that he's going to play at, at 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 least above average level unless something horrific happens. Like, I, I see like you know at least six seven years like conservatively of like of like pretty decent play. Yeah, you, you know, but, I don't think that's insane to think. He he's a little small, which that might be the one thing. And he's he's had some history of some of some um, issues, knee issues in particular. So I an earlier decline than that is wouldn't surprise me, but I still think, you know, we, we got a, a solid, you know, three or four years, very likely, you know, very good production in, in that time. And if his knees are okay, I think he also might have a really, really good old man game too. Like if he could stay healthy knee wise, he's such a good passer and it's just an instinctual player and just knows what's going on around him. Um, like he's like LeBron almost in that category where he just kind of knows everything and how it's going to flow. If he, with Blake being there, he might be a really, really good old man point guard. Like he might not be as good on defense, but he still might be a really crafty passer and still like a top 10-ish point guard at that point. I would like a Jason Kidd thing where he just becomes a knockdown shooter like that. Like he's just so so good at shooting at that point. Because you mentioned he's he's getting closer and closer. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall and says, you know, I should just become a really good three point shooter yeah. and maybe maybe he'll get there. Yeah. And he's been I mean, been one for the most part for the oh absolutely. You know, so he doesn't have to go as far as Jason Kidd did to uh, become one. So um, yeah, I mean, I really there are there are very few negatives. I mean, I, the one thing that he sometimes gets, um, he gets a, a lot of crap for and, and probably doesn't deserve it is the, there, there've been some playoff flameouts. I mean, they've never, he's never been to the conference finals. Um, and, uh, you know, there've been a couple of, uh, you know, bad breakdowns, including in 2014 playoffs against the uh, thunder where he, you know, helped, uh, you know, had some costly turnovers and and let that game kind of get away um, when they had a chance to win that series. Um, although in other times he's been a great crunch time player. I, I think his at least a few years ago, I know he was up there like number one or number two when it came to clutch stats. So, um, I, you know, like like anybody, it's situational and just sometimes you get lucky and, and, and what have you. But, um, you know, I think I mean, I, I don't think there's really any reason not to have him on there. I mean, I just think. He's produced at such a level, even, you know, I think he belongs like very close to that first tier, if not in that first tier of guys like, you know, Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson, um, you know, those level of guys. I mean, I think he he belongs right in that category. Um, You know, he was honestly very close to being an automatic you know, let's put him in type guys just because of the thing. But, you know, I, I think it's it's worth the discussion, but he was very close to that point for me where, like, you say, like, oh, let's go ahead and put him in. With the, with the playoffs, I mean, you look at who he last year. The Clippers team was really good, but it was very thin. There was, like, seven playable guys on that team. Like, Austin Rivers was playing, like, so many minutes. And just with how good that West was last year. And, I mean, they beat the Spurs. I mean, you, you beat the Spurs. Like, I almost give them a pass for losing to the Rockets because they were just they just looked exhausted. And he looked exhausted playing that many minutes. And he got hurt, too, if, I'm, if I remember it correctly. So, I mean, you can't even yeah. really blame. You can, I don't think you – I think there's like parts you could pick in him for, but I think you do that with any really good guy. And I think it's almost 
the blame for the Clippers flaming out the past few years when he's been in the smack out of his prime and they've been really good. It's not really his fault. It's just that they just don't have enough really good players to beat some of these teams that are really deep. And then, and it's kind of we kind of take sometimes for granted how hard it is to win three rounds and then win the finals. Like you have to win, you have to win four series. Three of the series are probably going to be against really good teams, and in the West, you're probably playing a good team every round. Like Even if the Clippers are the one seed next year, you're probably going to play the Jazz or something in the first round, and that's not going to be a fun series to win. Like That's probably a six-game series where you have a lot taken out of you. And like last year, you played the Spurs. You played the Spurs who, if things break out, really, they're a top-three seed, and they a lot of people, including myself, thought they're probably making the finals last year because of how good they were going into the playoffs. Like He's never, he's never had like a pancake conference to kind of go through. Yeah, I, I was actually, when I was going back through his career, I've always kind of forgot that he's just always played in like the, you sort of forget that he's just been in the Western Conference forever, his entire career. And just like, it hasn't gotten, you know, around him, it just keeps getting better. And, and the teams just keep getting better. And the, the players, and you look at him and he's sort of, he stayed, you know, great and stayed good and, and, and been on decent teams. But yeah, it's just like, he's never on one of those top two, you know, or top three West teams, really. These Clippers teams, I you can make an argument for, but yeah, you forget that. I mean, man, since... The moment he came in, he came into a hard West and just has not left that Western Conference, and, and it's it's it it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It it hurts. Like, do the Clippers make the finals if they're playing in the East last year? Like, there's a case to be made that because of how many oh, injuries the yeah. Cavs went through, like they would have played the Celtics in the first run, which they're scrappy but they're very beatable. Um, that Bulls series might have been tough, but they weren't at full strength, and the Hawks were banged up because Demar Carroll got hurt in the conference finals, and. They kind of took a dip at the end too. With uh, I think I'll, like Corver got hurt, and they were they were in at full strength. So you put him in the East one year or something, and he plays worse teams, and maybe he maybe like it just changes the narrative. Like it would change everything. It doesn't. You can't do that obviously, but it just speaks to how playing in one conference versus the other kind of does a lot. Like if even like the the big three heat with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Like if they're playing in the West, there's no way they make the finals every year. Like there's no way. The best team they played those years was the were those Indiana Pacer teams that after one after Paul George got hurt and for other reasons they fell off. They never had three three brutal rounds like Chris Paul's had when he's made the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I so yeah. I mean, I, I think it's I, for me. Uh, he's in. I mean, I just I think he's produced enough in his career. He's had enough elite seasons. Um, you know, he's had. No, I, I forgot to mention the all defensive teams, but he has been in. Um, uh, he's been in several all defensive teams. Um, I don't have the number right in front of me. Um, I, he uh, five all defensive first teams and one all defensive two all defensive second teams. So, um, you know, he, as far as that goes, he's right there as well. Um, you know, on the defensive end, he's one of the, you know, even though he's lack size, um, he still has you know been a, been a stout defender both in terms of just you know being able to, um, both both the um you know being kind of the um you know, leading a defense and doing all the things, the things that you need to do to you know, be part of a great defense. And then, you know, the steals, the, the things that you can measure that may or may not have to do with good defense. But I think in both those tests, I think he's absolutely there. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's made people want more out of point guards defensively. Like I really, really believe that. I think he's because of how good he is. People want their point guard to be Chris Paul and they want them to be, if not, there's no way to expect a point guard to be good as good as Chris Paul on defense, but I think we expect point guards now to be better on defense and to be more active and get steals because we've seen that's what if that's what the best player in the league does, we should expect our guy to do that too. And I think 
that he really, in that regard, maybe more so than his offense, he's kind of set a standard for everyone else around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyone have anything else? I think the other thing that's like kind of worth mentioning is that he is sort of, this doesn't like totally, like this maybe is more of a legacy thing, but he's kind of been more so than other guys, like influential off the court too. Like he's just so active with the player association in a way that like other guys aren't. And he's just like kind of, he puts himself out there for players in a way that I think is like worth, it's not like something that totally impacts his top 50 status, but it's kind of an odd thing. Cause you don't really see a lot of star guys do that. It's usually like your veterans that are like, you know, been around a while, but are just not that great. It's like Chris Paul and LeBron have both done that. And like, look how active he was in the Sterling thing. Like you don't see star players really put themselves out there in that way. Like he's kind of a unique, he's kind of for me, it doesn't maybe matter for his top 50, but it's a very unique case because he just, he's one of the few guys that actually does that. Yeah, he's kind of like Oscar Robertson in that way, um, where Oscar was also a guy who took you know the lead. He was the head of the player association. Um, also, I guess kind of the similar personality stuff. Uh, and I guess kind of uh, until he went to Milwaukee, kind of the same thing with the um, the lack of, uh, of playoff success. Although I, I think Chris Paul's teams generally have been better than Oscar's teams were, of course, much different league then. But um, but yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I do think, um, yeah, that's, that's a good observation. I, I think for the most part in modern times, yeah, there, there has been less, uh, star representation in, um, in uni matters and such things. So, um, so that's cool. You know, um, yeah, he, I, he gets a bit kind of a bad rep for how he acts in the court and, you know, maybe there's some off court stuff that contributes to that, but you know, I've always probably seems like a decent fellow to me. Yeah, I mean, he's crazy with his teammates. Like, we know that from seeing how he yells at DeAndre. And we know he's probably he's probably kind of an a-hole. Like, I'd, I'd guess that playing with Chris Paul isn't always the most pleasant experience. But the dude cares, and the dude truly seems to want to just win. And, I mean, I think if there's – we knock players sometimes for, like, looking like they don't want to win, playing with a very left object. You'll never see Chris Paul – I don't think you'd ever see Chris Paul just coasting around the court, like, taking a possession off. Like, he plays crazy all game. And just plays in a way that you don't expect stars to. Like we have stars in the league now. Carmelo will take defense. He takes defensive possessions off. Chris Paul plays two ways the whole game. He's probably the only superstar I can think of that hasn't had that defensive dip because he's taking on so much of the offensive responsibility. He's just as good defensively as he yeah. was. And there's just no one like him in the modern. In a lot of ways, I think there's just no one, regardless of position, in the modern era at least, that is quite exactly like what he is. Uh, anything else, Rich? Uh, that's it for me. I think uh, I think we laid out his case pretty well, and uh, he's gonna be an interesting one because uh, we you know, you know we've kind of wrestled with with how we you know how we take current guys, how we sort of rank them, what we think about them. But I think he's the guy who just has so much in the table that that you can make a legit claim, and I don't think anyone's gonna really argue with you. Or I, 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 I as far as our list, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's still gonna have to be uh, one that we look at. But I mean, as tar- in terms of a guy who, if he retired tomorrow, I mean that he, no doubt he would be in there. So we'll have to kind of wrestle with the idea of of, of a current player. Uh, you know, other than LeBron or Durant or whatever, if he's in that that ranking, and and I would say right now, I think he is. So I think he is worthy of being on that top fifty for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, 
Thank you, Chris, for uh, being on the uh, for, for joining us on our, sh- on our show. And uh, thanks, everyone. You can find us at uh, hardwoodparoxysm.com. You can uh, find over and both over and back and all the HP Network podcasts on iTunes. It would be awesome if you would leave us a uh, rating and or review. And uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Over and Back NBA. And you can join the, the discussion about these players and uh, other historical topics on our forums at overandbacknba.com. So until next time, thanks everyone for listening and goodbye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.